Just a note before we start. Our show talks about touchy subjects that may be difficult for some of our listeners. Take care of yourself. If you feel you need to seek help, see the links at the end of our show notes for resources. Welcome to Touchy Subjects, the podcast that aims to make those awkward conversations around domestic and sexual violence just a little less awkward. I'm Sean. I'm Allie. And I'm Sierra. And this week we're going to be discussing unhealthy signs in a relationship, specifically in the LGBTQ plus community. Before we really get into the meat of this episode, we want to thank our listeners for um, being patient and uh, respecting our silence last week. Um, we made the decision as a trio to take the week off of recording. Um, like we said in our social media posts, um, the uh, the state of our country right now is is really turbulent. It's changing, and we need to. We felt that we needed to respect and uplift the voices of um, of people of color, um, rather than insert our own opinions into into the airwaves. Um, and so, we just wanted to thank you guys for um, for helping us helping us feel comfortable doing that. And in doing so, if you were not, if you do not follow us on Facebook, um, the podcast that we did direct our followers and listeners to um, was the Diversity Gap podcast by Bethany Wilkinson, um, the Post Racial podcast by Liana Menis and Sydney Olberg. Hopefully, I said their names correctly, and Black Lives Chatter by Victor Logan and Ricardo Filbert. So please check out those three podcasts if you want any more information. They are all excellent podcasts, and they are now all added to my weekly listening or whenever they release episodes. So go and check them out. So once again, thank you all for being patient with us. And just for easier access, all of those podcasts are listed on our Facebook page. So go ahead and check them out there. Um, And we hope that you really enjoy them and learn a lot from them. And with that being said, let's jump into our next episode, once again, where we're going to discuss domestic violence and sexual assault within the LGBTQ um, community, and we hope it was worth the wait. So today we're going to be talking about 10 unhealthy relationship signs, um, and specifically with, uh, with a lens through the LGBTQ um, population. So um, we as we go through these, we know that at a baseline, uh, a lot of these things are going to be tactics that are used in all abusive relationships, not just uh, LGBTQ relationships. Um, and we're also recognizing that just because we're talking about it through this specific lens doesn't mean that LGBTQ relationships are inherently abusive. And we want to remember that unhealthy behaviors in relationships can be exhibited by anybody whether they identify as part of the LGBTQ population or not. And just a disclaimer too, and we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit more as we go on. Um, as Allie mentioned, we are going to go through the 10 unhealthy signs and these 10 unhealthy signs are brought to us by one love and we'll link resource to them um, in our show notes as well. Um, but just because we're going through t- 10 unhealthy signs does not mean that there are only 10 unhealthy signs. So if you find yourself 
um, in a relationship that you think might not be the healthiest, but we don't explicitly mention it here, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be searching for resources and assistance otherwise. If we were to sit here and try to list to you every manipulative tactic or every abusive tactic that an abuser is going to use in these relationships, we could probably be here all day. These 10 are going to be ones that are probably going to be the most easily recognizable or the ones that are going to be used most often in these relationships. Not to say that there are going to be used, not to say that they won't find other ways to abuse or manipulate their partner. It's just that when we think of abusive tactics, these might be the ones that pop up first. Yeah. So let's get started. And I'll start with the first one. What we're going to do is we're going to explain what this tactic is. um, And then we'll give an example of how this might look through an LGBTQ relationship lens specifically. Um, So the first one, first one that we want to talk about is um, intensity. So intensity as an unhealthy sign in a relationship is when someone expresses super extreme feelings or over the top behaviors that that feel kind of overwhelming to the other partner. Um, And specifically in an LGBTQ relationship, this might be uh, making someone feel obligated to date them, spend more time with them, or getting serious with a partner um, because of a lack of, of community. So the next one we're going to go through is possessiveness. So possessiveness could be defined as when somebody is jealous to a point where they try to control who you spend time with and what you do. Um, So this can be done by using stereotypes or past partners to say who someone can or cannot hang out with or where they can or cannot spend time. Um, So just to give examples of that, um, somebody could say, I don't want you spending time with her because you're into girls. You're probably into her. Or another example is, you can only hang out with straight people. So that's just kind of a little bit of an example of the possessiveness aspect that might be present in the LGBTQ community and those relationships. So the next one we're going to look at then is that manipulation. So when somebody tries to control your decisions, actions, or your emotions, and these could pop up in a couple different ways. Uh, So like some examples could be playing into someone's internalized homophobia or their discomfort around their own sexuality to then try to influence what that person's behaviors might be trying to convince a partner to stay in the closet or to come out before they might feel ready to. Using this tactic to try to control something that's a very intimate part of that person's identity and whether they choose to come out or not is completely up to that person. So by their partner trying to force them to come out or try to convince them they need to stay in the closet because people might look at you funny or treat you differently, is their partner actively trying to control something that is going to be very important to their partner and then pressuring them to transition if they are somebody who identifies as trans so trying to force them into fully going through that transition process quote unquote fully going through it whatever that might look like to their partner so just because someone identifies as trans doesn't mean they have to go through what the transition process might look like to you or might look like to their abusive partner it's still their choice. They can choose how they express themselves, what medical interventions they want to or don't want to participate in. Again, it's going to be completely up to them. So the fourth sign of an unhealthy relationship is isolation. And we know that this is a really big one in domestic violence relationships in general. Um, And it's when someone keeps you away from friends, family, or other types of support. Um, 
so specifically in the LGBTQ population, using a lack of community or lack of acceptance to keep somebody from spending time with their family. Um, and so this could sound like your family would never accept our relationship. And so it's better if you just stop talking to them. I'm your family now. Right. Um, and it can also be using the fact that someone isn't out uh, to further isolate them. And so if somebody isn't out to their to their friends, family or community, um, they're already isolated and they may be unable to talk about relationships at all, let alone the fact that their relationship seems to be unhealthy. The next one we're going to talk about is sabotage, which is when somebody purposely ruins their partner's reputation, achievements or success. So this can um, include something along the lines of outing their partner in order to get them fired or kicked off a team or out of an organization they're part of or whatever else that might look like in the um, context of their lives. Um, Or it could even mean taking away or blocking somebody's access to hormones or binders or other gender affirming affirming resources um, that they would otherwise be choosing to take. The next one we're going to look at is belittling. So when someone does or says things that make you feel bad about yourself. So this might be that most obvious form of emotional abuse that we're going to think about when we're thinking of someone being emotionally abusive towards someone. But in the LGBT community, this could look like using stereotypes or transphobic comments towards a partner to make them feel small or worthless. Um, making someone feel lesser because of their identity outside of heteronormative or cis-normative standards. So heteronormative looking at relationships from the very straight standpoint of relationships between a guy and a girl. And it could also just end up being body shaming a partner, especially surrounding their agen- their gender identity. So maybe they don't fit the stereotypical standpoint of what you view their gender identity should look like. So they might make them feel bad about not fitting that standard that they've been placed on. So the next uh, unhealthy sign is that of guilting. Um, this is another emotional abuse tactic, and this is when someone makes you feel responsible for their actions, um, or makes you feel like it's your job to keep them happy. Um, and so in this context, it could be, uh, making somebody feel bad about their own identity, um, their unsureness around their identity or sexuality, um, making them feel unsure or guilty about their dating history. Um, or how how out they are, the level of outness they are to their friends and family. So any type of guilting about uh, their identity. Next, we have volatility, which is when someone has a really strong, unpredictable reaction that might make their partner feel scared, confused, or intimidated. Um, again, in the lens of LGBTQ relationships, this might look like justifying erratic behavior around the lack of acceptance of the LGBTQ community and their identity. And our next one's going to be betrayal. So when someone is disloyal or acts in an intentionally dishonest way to harm their partner. So again, this could be outing somebody without their consent or intentionally using incorrect pronouns and or a person's dead name in private or public. So this could look like, well, maybe the person identifies as they, with they or them, but their partner only refers to them as he or she. So purposefully making that person feel bad or kind of betraying the trust that the person has in them by being able to share their identity with them or in terms of a dead name for those who might not be familiar with the term is simply somebody changing their name from their birth name to the name that now fits with their gender identity. So by someone continually using their old name is also going to be a form of betrayal or could be potentially emotionally harmful to them. 
And the last sign of an unhealthy relationship is um, that of deflecting responsibility. So this is when somebody repeatedly makes excuses for their own unhealthy behavior. So this would be an abusive partner um, making an excuse for why they're behaving in a certain way or um, blaming their behaviors on their other partner. Um, And in this context, that could look like, like I said, blaming their problems um, on somebody else, blaming their problems on their partner's um, identity, on their queerness, um, or using their partner's identity or their own as an excuse for behaving the way that they are. And again, now that we've gone through one love's list of 10 unhealthy um, aspects of relationships um, through the lens of LGBTQ relationships, we again just want to make sure that we're understanding that there are an infinite number of um, unhealthy behaviors that we could discuss, and these are just um, tactics that are used most commonly. And these are also, um, at the baseline, these are also tactics that can be used in um, hetero relationships as well. Um, However, our point on doing this episode and going through these specifically is because the ins and outs of each of these tactics do look a little bit different just um, based on um, stigma around the LGBTQ community um, and other stereotypes and norms that we're used to. So we just want to make sure that our listeners know that we do care about our LGBTQ community um, and we want to make sure that they're safe as well. And we understand that those who are going to be a part of the LGBTQ community are going to be experiencing the same rate, if not a higher rate, of violence in their relationships. It's important for us to recognize that these relationships, when they are abusive, may have specific intricacies that we might not recognize at that face value. And a lot of the ones that we spoke about today can in part be mitigated, like Sierra said, if our communities are safer. So if we have a community that is accepting of people's identities, of their sexual orientations, it makes it then a lot easier for somebody who may be experiencing violence in their relationship to be able to seek help. Because one of the, um, one of the, one of the barriers that members of the LGBT community face is that they aren't quite sure who to go to because they aren't sure who is going to be accepting of the identities that they are identifying as. And as educators, we, of course, affirm that everybody has a right to feel safe and loved in their relationships. And so next week, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of flip this on its end and talk about um, healthy relationship aspects, again, within the context of the LGBTQ um, population. Um, So what healthy support and what healthy love looks like uh, with these other factors that that um, that people in this community uh, are faced with. So we're looking forward to to that. Thank you all for listening today. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Touchy Subs Pod. Email us any questions, comments or concerns to Touchy Subjects Podcast at gmail.com. And with that, don't forget to challenge, ask, and discuss when it comes to touchy subjects.